1: welcome to the commonwealth matters i'm your host richard nelson and with me is ron hicks and we are broadcasting uh, from henderson memorial baptist church in hopkinsville and ron uh, it's great to have you on the program thanks appreciate and, and, being here. and so i mentioned that we're in the church because we're going to talk about kind of politics or public policy in the church mm-hmm. and the reason i say that is because often the church or christians or pastors are told not to talk about biblical issues in the public arena well I'm just taking it right to the church. And that's not the first time that we've recorded this, but we are going to talk about a a topic that's been in Kentucky news recently, and it's about the teaching the Bible as an elective course in our high schools. Mm -hmm. It's a bill that passed in 2017, and it simply said that uh, if the site-based council chooses to teach the Bible or offer this as an elective course in the high schools, grade 9 through 12, um, they can do it. And they would do it, In a way that would allow the teaching of the Old or New Testament from a historical, cultural influence perspective, it's not going to be where they have a pastor necessarily that comes in and and gives a a message that you'd hear on a Sunday morning and then does an altar call Mm -hmm. because proselytation. how do you say that? Proselytizing. Thank you.
0: Proselytizing. Proselytizing you
1: uh, is not part of what the curriculum is. Uh-huh. It's the, really, the idea was to help our young people understand the influence of the Bible on Western civilization. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were talking off the air how it's so important that we understand our roots. What has influenced our culture? Sure. And the single most influential book in Western civilization, when I say that, we're talking about Northern Europe and we're talking about the United States and Canada and Australia. these are the places that have had Western influences in them. And Ron, you can't really understand a lot of our modern references without an understanding of the Bible, you know, David and Goliath, Mm -hmm. Jezebel, um, Uh, you know, cast your bread upon the waters, uh, these, these kind of things, very common BC
2: and AD when you're talking about the year of our Lord, 2019, you know, and I, I know that's You know, uh, political correctness has changed that to common era before common era and all the rest of that. But, you know, Jesus Christ is the only historical figure that split time in half. Isn't that amazing? And that's
1: something we don't really think about, do we? I mean, B.C. and A.D. before Christ or Anno Domini, Mm -hmm. which means Mm -hmm. year of our Lord. Uh, There are subtle influences like that that I think we take for granted. Uh, You know, if you study academics or look at the origin of universities, it really came from the church. Well, almost every university started first as a seminary. Um, If you go and
2: see the Supreme Court building, uh, it has a a huge representation in uh, in marble. I think that's the element, but uh, of Moses receiving the Ten Commandments. you know, every session of Congress opens up with the congressional chaplain, yeah. you know, praying. And, and so uh, religion is certainly uh, woven within the fabric uh, of of the most basic garments of, of, of the establishment of our country.
1: Absolutely. And that's something I think that we forget. I think we're in a uh, a post-Christian age where there's been a lot of resistance to allowing religious influence in the public arena. And we're learning quickly that the public arena, regardless of who's involved, there's always an underlying worldview, religious or otherwise. And we're seeing that the secular humanistic perspective is moving us in a direction that I think, quite frankly, many people in this country aren't happy with. Right. right. Uh, when you do not have a moral compass, when there is no absolute right or wrong, you're moving into a pretty dangerous area. Mm-hmm. And I think, so people are beginning to question, well, what is right and what's wrong and uh, what is the standard? What what should it be based upon? And I think that's why we're seeing a move like this, teaching the Bible as an elective course. Uh, another move that the Kentucky State Legislature did uh, that just went into effect weeks ago was the posting of the national motto in all of the public schools in prominent places. And mm-hmm. The national motto is in God we trust. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing some pushback against the extreme secularization of our culture. Right, right. Um, but, Ron, here's the question I have. Is there a certain line that shouldn't be crossed, number one, when it comes to religious influence in the public arena? And number two, can um, Christians actually uh, impose or can there be an imposition in a dangerous way of Christianity in the legal realm or in certain laws? And, and, And let me, maybe I can try to rephrase that. Do those secularists that don't believe religion should have a place in the public arena, do they have, are there some valid concerns that they have for Christianity being involved? You know, and what I mean is, do they, I mean, should they be concerned about proselytization? proselytizing, there I go again, proselytizing in the classroom? I mean, is there a legitimate concern that... And that's a great question, and I think it's, to unpack it, we could spend
2: days... Um, we don't have days. We, just we say don't, no. right? We, uh, but um, <laughs> there have been people who have been elected to, to office mm-hmm. who swear swear an oath allegiance to to our country and and um, and the Constitution, and they've sworn that oath on a Bible, yeah. uh, which historically has been what's been used. But but uh, recently, there's been people who've sworn that same oath to the Constitution and to the laws, um, and they've they've used the Quran. Mm-hmm. And there's, uh, there's people who said, well, wait a minute, we, we ought to pass a law that says there's no, there's no book that you swear, you know, except for the Bible. Well, you know, the, the Constitution of the United States says that the government will not establish a religion. So yeah. the government would overreach its bounds to say there's only one book yeah. that you can use, one religious book. And so in that particular case, imposing your religious uh, convictions on somebody else uh, would it be in violation of the Constitution. Sure. Now, it also says, "Nor prohibit the three exercises thereof." So, if you choose to swear an oath on the Bible, somebody else chooses to swear an oath on the Koran. Both of you would be exercising your religious liberties in accordance with the Constitution.
1: Yeah, Ron. So, listen to this: the Kentucky Constitution in our in our Bill of Rights, which is Section One, uh, it says the right to life, liberty, worship, pursuit of safety and happiness, free speech, acquiring and protecting property, peaceable assembly, redress of grievances, and bearing arms are protected it's essentially the bill of rights of the constitution that are put into the kentucky into the kentucky constitution and it says all men are by nature free and equal and have certain inherent and inalienable rights among these which may be reckoned and this very second one says this the right of worshiping almighty god according to the dictates of their conscience of their conscience right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's right and then also it goes on to say Uh, The fourth of these uh, provisions, it says the right of freely communicating their thoughts and opinions. Mm -hmm. I find that fascinating because that extends to everybody across the spectrum. It doesn't just say in your homes Mm -hmm. or in your churches. Mm -hmm. It says the right of everyone to freely communicate their thoughts and opinions. Now, there was a time in the history of our country where there really was freedom in the classroom for teachers to be free about their thoughts and opinions. Uh, when we think of education, by the way, we forget that it is an inherently religious field mm-hmm. because there's a worldview that's coming out one way or another. Uh, whether or not you're proselytizing or uh, share, you know, if you're Islamic or if you're Juda- Jewish or Christian, that worldview often does come through. Mm-hmm. Not always, but often sure. it does. Uh, but well, there's was... a sense of
2: right and wrong. The whole idea of. of um, you know, you have the children in the classroom and, and if uh, one child is taking things from other kids, well, wait a minute, that's wrong. Why is that wrong? Well, you are you sharing your worldview. You get that sense of right and wrong from somewhere. So you everybody has a, a moral standard, religion just being a set of rules to live by, using that loose definition. Then you're right. Every single decision, every law is somebody's religious
1: belief. That's right. Let's unpack that a little further, but we need to take a quick break. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Commonwealth Matters.
0: Service Foundation serves to meet the deepest spiritual and social needs of people. We feed and clothe those who are in need, ministering to the sick and the imprisoned, preaching the gospel to the poor, and offering healing and hope to the brokenhearted. Agape has ministered in Kentucky jails and prisons for over 45 years. We have established ministries in Haiti, Bangladesh, and the Dominican Republic. We conduct evangelism training and rescue women and children from life on the streets agape service foundation supplies chaplains for law enforcement fire emergency service and first responders and we assist individuals in getting admitted into rehab facilities working hand in hand with the court system to learn more or how you can help us visit agapesvf.com that's agapesvf.com
1: Welcome back to the Commonwealth Matters. I'm your host, Richard Nelson, and we are talking about teaching the Bible as an elective course. And the Anderson County, Kentucky, site-based school council recently voted down a uh, the, the option to teach the Bible as an elective course. Instead, they are opting for a course by the name of World Religions, where they're going to not just teach the Bible, they will teach Christianity, but they will teach uh, that along uh, alongside other world religions as well. And I'm with Pastor Ron Hicks, and Ron, I'm wondering, from your perspective, was that, uh, were they overly concerned, or were they within their right, or maybe, maybe you feel comfortable with what they did? Well,
2: you know, Richard, I'm no constitutional scholar for sure, but in reading the Kentucky Constitution and the United States Constitution. I don't see where it would be a to teach it. I do not see where it would be a violation mm-hmm. of the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Now, I, sometimes people may say, "Well, you've got a an authority figure up in front of impressionable young people," and. And so, you know, they're going uh, to be talking about, you know, the Bible and all the rest of that. Well, you've got authority figures who are teaching science, and they're, they're, they're teaching about evolutionary processes as okay. opposed to creationism. And, yeah. and so we've already got that sort of a thing in the classroom. You and I have talked about that. Um, but, you know, now I guess instead of veiling your worldviews within a subject like science or biology, now it would just be an open, you know, sort of, okay, uh, so I, I think the criteria, though, that they that they said is to be able to talk about the the Bible from a historical standpoint. Um, you know how it impacted world world culture, like you said, uh, from a literary perspective. In, in 1977, 1978, I uh, I attended uh, Providence Independent High School in Providence, Kentucky. I took the Bible. Uh, as a, it was an elective. And we, uh, it was Old Testament and then New Testament, and we looked at it uh, from a literary standpoint. Yeah. We, we went through the Proverbs as, as wisdoms and, and went through the Psalms as poetry and learned the different, uh, the different poetries, the comparison of the different translations and, and all, and strictly from a, a literary point of view. Yeah. Um, there was never any doctrinal issues that were
1: discussed or anything. It was just this is a a form of literature that could, we're studying. Could you tell if your teacher was in favor or against it or were they hostile or were they trying to convert kids at all? Here's the, here's the interesting point. The person who was teaching it,
2: uh, I'll never forget him. His name is Mr. Porter. Uh, he's probably home with the Lord now because uh, it was a long time ago. Mr. Porter was a lay uh, minister in, in the Christian faith. Uh, but during the class, um, no, there, he, it, was, uh, it was a straightforward. Now, you could tell he knew the book. He knew it frontwards and backwards. It yeah. wasn't the first time he'd ever picked it up. But he was not. There was no attempt to convert. There was no, you know, well, obviously, this is truth or anything. He, he handled the subject matter uh, as a professional, a lifelong teacher yeah. would. It's, yeah. okay, here's the lesson plan, here's the criteria,
1: and this is what I'm going to teach it as. Ron, listen to what principal... Chris Glass, principal of Anderson County High School, said, I'm worried about the constitutional responsibility that goes with a course like this. I attend church on Sundays, but at the same time, I understand that we have constitutional boundaries. So he was against teaching the Bible as an elective course, as a standalone course. He was in favor, apparently, of the world religions course uh is our what kind of constitutional concerns i know you you're not a constitutional attorney but should we be concerned well if about- there's a
2: constitutional responsibility um by by taking a religious uh, writings and say let's study it from a historical point of view would not that same constitutional um responsibility apply to the world religion class yeah i mean all you've done now is magnified yeah. or amplified your concern now instead of, so maybe the singular um, study of, of the Bible, but if you stay away from the religion and the doctrine, wh- which you can, you know, you can, you the the history is verifiable. Yeah, you know, um, and, and you can, you know, a lot of people don't realize that the first Buddha appeared, uh, and I, I if, if if I get this a little bit wrong, uh, callers don't don't uh, don't vilify me, but. But I believe that the first Buddha appeared at the same time frame as the prophet Isaiah. A lot of people don't realize in world history, yeah. you know, they say, well, Christianity is a young religion. Christianity starts with the words in the beginning. That's right. So every religion, in my opinion, is a spin-off or a distortion or a modification of Christianity. And so the Buddha comes along with this worldview that, that seems to correspond on some points with with the Old Testament writings. And and then all of a sudden, Christianity being a continuation of the Old Testament, people's like, "Well, that's a new religion."
1: <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, no, that's 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 a good observation. Uh, I don't know if that has to do with our I, conversation. I, I, yeah, that was, just a, a, that my, was interesting tidbit. Me, hey, yeah. thanks for sharing that. <laughs> that was good.
2: That was we'll, bonus material. We'll never get that time back, will we? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well,
1: that's okay. <laughs> um, so where where I'm trying to get to though with the constitutional concerns? Couple couple observations. One is. Teaching the Bible and prayer in public schools was accepted in our public schools sure. until the 1960s, yeah. until there was a U.S. Supreme Court ruling that said teachers can't pray in their class, nor can they be Bible curriculum. Uh, we've had this period of secularism for about the last 50 years uh, where our culture, first of all, the, the schools have been uh, insulated from religious influence. But in that insulation, there's been a secular, mm-hmm. humanistic, even an atheistic perspective that's been introduced. And in the course of 50 years, we've seen the secularization of our society. And today, I think there is alarm over, the, for example, the redefinition of marriage, widespread abortion, widespread uh, objectification of women. We're dealing with issues like human trafficking. We just did a program recently mm-hmm. on uh, Jeffrey Epstein uh, trafficking in young girls, and I think uh, transgenderism, another issue. And these things have caused many people to, uh, great alarm. They're saying, what is going on? This is not the country I remember. It's not the country I grew up in. Something's happening. And I think there's pushback, Ron, to for those conservatives and Christians in particular, we need to get back to our roots. And I think that's what teaching the Bible as an elective is. Sure. That's what posting in God we trust in all the public schools is about. And there are some other things there. Again, I think that's a reflection of what's going on as conservatives process uh, where we are in our country and where we are in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. I don't think those are necessarily the answers to solving our cultural crisis that we're in, but it's a reflection of what's going on with people and how they're thinking through this. I agree completely. And, and, you know, I I believe the responsibility, according to
2: Scripture, uh, to teach religious principles is... uh, uh, you know, in, in the Old Testament, we read where Moses is talking about the Ten Commandments, and he said, um, you know, teach these child, to your children as you walk along, as you set under the trees, or we'll write them on the doorpost of your house, yeah. and, and those sort of things. So teach these precepts at home, Good. so that when our children go into the school system, when they go into the marketplace, when they go out on the playground, they've received this religious education from mom and dad at home, not relying on a school teacher to be able to teach these principles that they may or may not believe in. Moms and dads have the biblical responsibility teaching those things at home.
1: Hi, this is Richard Nelson with the Commonwealth Policy Foundation, and I want to thank you for listening to the Commonwealth Matters. Our goal is to help you better understand the important issues of the day, the issues of life, marriage, and religious liberty. But that isn't all we do. The Commonwealth Policy Foundation is working to educate legislators and policymakers about these bedrock values so they can defend them while serving in Frankfurt. We're in regular conversations with state leaders on both sides of the aisle, encouraging them to uphold what Kentuckians like you value but we need your help the commonwealth policy foundation is a nonprofit group that only exists by the grace of god and the generosity of its donors would you consider a donation today to the commonwealth policy foundation so that our work might continue please visit our website at commonwealthpolicyfoundation.org there you'll find some easy ways you can help us accomplish this important work again go to commonwealthpolicyfoundation.org and consider a gift today. And thanks in advance for any help you can offer. Welcome back to the Commonwealth Matters. I'm Richard Nelson with Ron Hicks, and we are talking about the Anderson County High School Site-Based Council's decision to not offer teaching the Bible as an elective course. And, Ron, when this uh, hit the local newspaper, the Anderson Daily News, I believe is what it is, uh, they posted this on Facebook, and there were 400 comments on their Facebook page. A lot of people that were very angry. Hmm. Uh, Here's one of those comments. It says, I don't know about you all, but it scares and saddens me to read these comments and to see just how many people do not believe in God our Heavenly Father. I am not judging. I only have to answer for myself, but still sad glad to know where I am spending eternity. Now, of course, this person was in favor of teaching the Bible as an elective course. And uh, I'm wondering if that kind of comment, if if that's helpful to this conversation at all.
2: Well, what I hear the person saying, and I, I try to do this as a pastor, I, I try to assume what a non-believer is going to think. And I, I realize I can't, but I, I try to you know, flip the issue. I hadn't always been a preacher. I, I worked in, you know, pretty scientific field before. And, and, you know, so you seek to find answers and yeah. make a hypothesis and then set out to disprove it. But, but what I heard that person saying is I'm not judging
1: but you heathens are going to hell and i'm going to heaven that's kind of what i heard too that's what i heard but and and i think this is where christians step off on the wrong foot and i need to well, be careful maybe, i, I'm pre- sure, I yeah. appreciate the the sentiments and this has obviously created a lively discussion sure. there but i think we need to realize the purpose of the ed, of the education system of the high school there in anderson county is not to impose doctrine it is not to have a revival service and it's not teachers jobs to have an altar call in right. the classrooms mm-hmm. uh, their their class so mm-hmm. uh i think we can confuse honoring god um, in our respective sphere you know there's there's a lot going on with this issue but we 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 can't confuse the role that we have whether we're a teacher or what other you know business person, we need to understand the role that we're in and then the appropriateness of something.
2: My, my, my son graduated high school here in, in Christian County where we're recording this program. Uh, during the summer, he received a reading list from the school of, of books. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the books, so this was years ago because I'm old, um, one of the books was the book of Mice and Men, which is a classic book yeah, yeah. filled with racial slurs, yeah. taking the Lord's name in vain, and those sort of things. I went to the school board, and I said, my son's not going to be required to read this book. And they said, okay, for parents who object, here's an alternate reading list. And so I was able to exercise my religious liberties by going to the school, and i say, this is content other than, than what's glorifying to God, and my children aren't going to participate. And so I was able to express my worldview. But, but how hypocritical would it be if I hollered at the school, but I didn't teach them if they heard that language at home or or if they didn't understand those precepts and principles at
1: home. So those are to be taught at home. That's true. And that's something in the previous segment that we were talking, that you had mentioned that, you know, the obligation to teach religion is from the parents to the, to the child. Mm -hmm. That's the first role. And then of course, churches support that Mm -hmm. you you sit under the teaching at your local church and they reinforce uh, what's taught in the home. There is an aspect. As I said in the first segment though, Education is inherently religious. Every teacher has a worldview that they're bringing to their subject. And I I do agree that I think it is an appropriate subject area to offer the teaching of the Bible. It's the most influential book in Western history. Absolutely. Uh, Ron, I want us to go into another comment from a person who objected to this. This is from the Anderson County News Facebook page. They said this, I support this decision as a parent. You teach your kids about religion and I'll teach mine. I send my kids to school to learn things that will make them employable. Now there, I have some issues with how schools in general, not just ACHS, are structured. But that's a different discussion for another day. As far as this goes, I can handle the character building myself. And uh, so that's a parent that is happy with this uh, being taught as a world religion course, and not teaching the Bible as an elective. I mean, does this parent have a point? I, I think so. Yes, I, I, I believe you know. Get, you, any
2: any religion can be used. You could take the the pick and tenets of religion that, and say, okay, we're going to use these as a conversation for character. You know, every world religion has a, a the 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 tenets of of honesty, of not taking a life without merit. You know, murdering and all. And so you can you know there are similarities because I believe they all have this the the same origin. Uh, the 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 book that starts within the beginning. Yeah. So you could, you you could pick any world religion and teach character issues out of that. But when you're teaching character issues, you are imposing a morality yeah. on students. So if yeah. you say, I'm, I'm choosing the Christian perception, uh, Christian scriptures to, to teach this morality, then I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. You know, you and I have talked kind of, we,
1: we, we see both sides and, yeah. and yeah. It, it's a, I'm glad I didn't have to make the vote. <laughs> so, Ron, on this, me too. Well, actually, I, th- I know how I would have voted. Uh, so, there was another comment on the Anderson County News Facebook page from a Wiccan uh, talking about teaching their religion as well. What if a Wiccan wanted to come in? Or let's expand it a little further. Mm-hmm. What if uh, a Muslim? Mm-hmm. came in and said I think you should teach the influence of Muslim or teach the Quran. Well, and in a I public, think school.
2: I think what you and I talked about before is the pushback from Christians. I believe that a lot of Christians will say those things are already being taught. Yeah. Uh, during Ramadan there are there are school systems that that say we're going to learn what this what this holiday is for uh, for people who are practitioners of the Islamic faith. Uh, but they they do not that same school system will not allow Christian songs to be sung at Christmas, know. you know, and so it, it's got it's got to be equitable, yeah. and and I think what a lot of Christians feel is that it's not equitable. If it's a Christian principle, we can't teach it. Any other worldview, it's okay.
1: Yeah, and I and I think that's where we've gotten in the last several decades. There has been overt hostility to Christianity, to any semblance of uh, scripture or. Christmas carols at Christmas time. You've seen, and I think of the over in Eastern Kentucky, there is the play Charlie Brown Christmas, mm-hmm. and uh, this grade school uh, was told that they couldn't even the read the most
2: famous line of speech of yeah, ever. Every ever. Yeah. reading from uh, the, the Book Scripture, of Luke, uh-huh.
1: um, explaining what Christmas is about, mm-hmm. and uh, we we live in a culture that's in an identity crisis. Yeah, we are a great nation, a free nation, filled with just incredible opportunities. Endowed human rights have been acknowledged and secured by our government, but we're losing that because we have cut off at our knees the source of those rights. And I would say this is our creator who endows us with these rights, and this is a political statement as well. We find this idea in the Declaration of Independence. We're endowed by our creator with certain animal rights, and this is linked to the Christian influence on our politics and on these public, uh, political documents. And Ron, we've, we've forgotten this. So man, I I wish we could talk more, but we are out of time on this. Maybe we'll have to pick it up another time. All right. Thank you, Richard. You're welcome. God bless you.